Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal, and I hope everybody's doing well. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I have to tell you guys, the last two podcasts that I did were like within, I think, just a few days of each other, if I recall. Anyways, each podcast that I did got over 100, like, 100 uh, plays each, which is so cool. So, I'm back to do another podcast I am starting a YouTube channel as well to do something similar like this. I'll do the podcast and then I'm also doing YouTube channels because I know not everybody listens to podcasts and some people prefer YouTube. So basically what I'm doing on YouTube is really similar to what I'm doing here. You know, I'll share paranormal experiences, stories, things like that. But I will share my YouTube channel later in another podcast if you're interested. Um, It's going to be there too. Just because... Again, I know not everybody does the whole podcast thing. They prefer YouTube. I don't have any photos or anything like that on YouTube. It's just, you know, the phone's facing down. Camera's, you know, uh, on, but you can't see anything. So, thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. It means so much to me. It's really cool to see those numbers pop like that. It's awesome. So, I'm going to go ahead and do another one. This one... It's called uh, 14 Myths and Legends Surrounding Maryland's Haunted Pokemon Forest, which I don't think I've ever done on before. It's from 2019. I've done myths and legends before, I think, but um, I've never seen these stories. So there's 14, which is pretty good. They're not really long, which is even better. But again, I want to back up a bit, help everybody who's doing well. And I'm in winter right now. So let's see. It is 12.52 Wisconsin time, Sunday. Sun is out. But the temperature is like negative 11, I think. And with the wind chill, it's probably like negative 20. So, yeah. I went out and did some brief errands and that was it. I'm in for the day. It's too freaking cold to be out there. So, I think we're under even a winter advisory of some sort or another because it's too cold to do anything. So, yeah. I'm indoors. So, if you guys are out in Florida or wherever you may be, I hope the weather is very warm for you. And you're out on the beach splashing around, enjoying that salt water, enjoying your toes in the sand and all that. Oh, I envy you. So, hope everybody's doing well. Good. All right, so if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email me, as I have always said, at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. Or also, I'm on Twitch, Patty in Wisconsin. I am also an online gamer that I've mentioned before. You could stop on by and watch my game. We could chat also. All right, enough of that, right? Okay, so here we go. The first one is, a girl waiting for her boyfriend alone in the woods gets a shocking surprise. I personally do not know where the Pokemo... Isn't there a story? The Beach Boys, right? The Pokemo, something like that? Uh, Beach Boys song. Yeah, now it's going to be stuck in my head, right? I'm going to have to go research that one. Back to the story. (laughs) Anyways, now according to legend, a young couple were driving in the Pokemo forest and ran out of gas. The boy got out to try and find some help and told his companion to wait for him and keep the car door locked. Car doors. Now, his companion was a female, so it says the young girl spent the whole night alone in a locked car waiting for him and eventually fell asleep despite hearing strange noises on the roof of the car all night. When she woke up in the morning, she left the car at last and found her boyfriend's head resting on the trunk. Yikes. The scratching noises she had heard had been his nails scraping the car as he desperately grasped for help as someone or something had hung him feet first from a tree above the car. What the hell? 
Huh, maybe they pissed off Bigfoot. That's his revenge. Weird one, right? It doesn't give a year on this story. Creepy, though. Can you imagine, right? Your boyfriend says, honey, I'm going to go. I'm going to go look for gas. You stay in the car. You be safe. Okay, dear. I'll sit here and wait for you. And you fall asleep. And you hear noises. And your mind dismisses the noises that you're hearing. You're like, ah, it's nothing. It's probably the birds or something. And you wake up to that the next day. Hmm. Right? All right. A field trip detour goes horribly wrong. When a bus driver decided to take a busload of students on a shortcut through the Pocomo Forest, things did not go according to plan. After getting out of the bus to check on some engine trouble, of course, the driver was never seen again. The sounds of people walking on top of the bus as well as ghoulish faces in the windows terrified the students. The teacher had the students close their windows and went in search of the bus driver only to find a skeleton in front of the bus. The teacher quickly drove all the students back to school. Uh, was it his skeleton? Was it somebody else's skeleton? Was it like ripped raw of all the skin and all the ick? It doesn't say. No year on that one either. That's me moving around, sorry. Okay. Hmm. Pokemos. I'm telling you, it's by the Beach Boys. Six-fingered sea captain murders his unfaithful wife. Sounds like something you'd see on the news, right? News at seven. Or is it six? <laughs> I don't know. The cellar house on the Pokemo River has a number of colorful legends and tragic ghost stories attached to it. One of these is a murderous six-fingered sea captain who, according to legend made a fortune smuggling and used the money to build a cellar house as a gift to his bride. I don't know what a cellar house is. While he was away on a long voyage, his wife fell in love with another man and became pregnant with his child. Oh, dear. She fled and gave birth in another village. So it had been at least nine months, right? But then tried to return to ask the captain for assistance. While sailing back to the cellar house, her baby was accidentally drowned. And when she returned to the cellar house, when returned to the cellar house at last, the captain stabbed her. It is said that to this day, both the cries of the bride and her baby can be heard near the house and along the river. Her blood still stains the floor where she was murdered, even renovate and even renovating the cellar house and replacing the floor hasn't eradicated it. Also, it is said that cars parked near the Pokemon Woods by the river often have have the captain's distinctive six-finger handprint on them. Oh, my God, that'd be so cool, right? Take a picture. Come on, man. Oh, I'm going to click on something here. Oh, what is the cellar house? Oh, it's, I don't know. Oh, it's on, uh, there's a whole story on Facebook. There we go. And they show the picture. Oh, so it's just a house. Okay. Neat. All right, back to stories. Oh, I thought I lost it. Crap. Okay, I'm back. The ghost of slaves and their abandoned children haunt the swamps. Well, that's just a terrible title. The ghost of slaves and their abandoned children haunt the swamps. Witnesses have reported seeing an apparition of abused slaves and their children around the Pokemon Forest and surrounding swamplands for decades. Often slave owners would rape their slaves. Sorry. Often so, slave owners would rape their slaves and sometimes the children, which resulted from 
These acts of cruelty would be drowned in the swamp, where their wandering ghosts are trapped to this day. That's terrible. That's terrible. An escaped convict with a hooked hand terrorizes a young couple. Again, it sounds like something you'd see at the was it, 6 o'clock news. A young couple had parked in the Pokemo forest to make out. Ooh. When a bullet came on... Oh, sorry. A bulletin came on the radio. A very unique, in, a very unique inmate had escaped from the Cambridge State Hospital. He had a thick black. He had thick black hair, a black beard, and a hook for a hand. Good God! Did they not just describe Captain Hook? <laughs> the woman demanded that her boyfriend take her home immediately. As they were leaving, they heard strange noises near the car. When the couple got out to investigate, why would you do that? Hmm. They found a fallen hook on the ground. Really. In other variants, the couple arrives home and gets out to find a hook wedged into their car door handle. That's another story, apparently. Legend has it that hook bearing, hook that <laughs> this hook bearing inmate had taken up the job of the protector of the Pokemon, and it is said he still lurks to this day, killing people who disturb the forest. Definitely a myth, I'd say. Not a legend. It's definitely more of a myth. All right. The ghost of Samson Harmon refuses to leave his hometown. And they show a picture of a... Honestly, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what that is. It's something made out of stone. Roughly in 1830 to 1850, Furnace Town was a small but thriving industrial center right near the Pocomo Forest. However, when the bog, bog ore ran out, everyone left except for one person, Samson Hammond, Harmon. Excuse me. He refused to leave the town he loved and stayed there at long after ha- good God and stayed there long after had been abandoned by everyone else. Harmon lived to be a hundred and six years old, oh my goodness, and he left instructions to be buried in the furnace town. But they were not respectful sorry, they were not respected, and it is believed that this is the reason why he is one of the most prominent and well documented ghostly presence in the area. It's also said that Harmon's ghost keeps company with their with the many stray cats that now inhibit Furnace Town. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A mysterious fireball freezes a man in his tracks. I've heard of fireballs in, like, the forest when you go on paranormal investigating at night. But then, you know, it could be a bug. It could be a firefly. I've also um, heard uh, that you can see, like, orbs. Or not orbs, but, like, you know, blue lights at night in the forest. Speaking of orbs and going on a sidetrack here, if you guys are into UFOs, um, there is a documentary on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called The uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth, Client, Fifth Kind. Two hours long. If you're in the UFOs and you guys got Amazon Prime, I right now, it's just, it's brand new. It just got released like, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago or something. But it's Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It's this whole documentary of these groups of people. And the guy that, that does this, I believe, if I remember, he is the one who created SETI. Um, Center for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, something or other. I can't remember the rest of it. But, so there you go. Okay? Really good show. Two hours long. It's good that there's so much documentary. There's a lot of documenting. And they talk about, like... Uh, willing things to happen, willing with the universe. Anyways, check it out if you're into that. So back to this one. A mysterious fireball freezes a man in his tracks. 
A man from Westover was driving his car through the Pokemon Forest when he saw something truly bizarre, a bright, fiery object that burned yellow and green, blocking the road in front of him. As he drew closer and closer to it, it got brighter and brighter, only for his car to shut off and stop right in front of it. Up close, it looked like a flaming yellow box. After a few minutes, the box disappeared into the woods and the man's car automatically started up again. So, speaking of aliens, I think that was something, right? To do with aliens. Oh, sorry. You know? Yeah, I'm, on a, I'm at home obviously doing the uh, podcast today because it's way too cold to zip my truck to do it. So, I apologize for the creaking, but that's me moving around on my futon. Um... Next one. Another fireball saves a priest from an angry mob. Another fireball saves a priest from an angry mob. Hmm. In the early 1920s, evangelist Paul Walker was holding a revival in a church in the Pocomo Forest. Several of the local women had been converted by Walker and their unhappy husbands came to beat him up and burn down his church. When the mob tried to enter the church, they found themselves paralyzed at the door. Ooh, witchcraft? Hmm. A ball of fire then landed on the roof of the church, splitting splitting in two, and slid down the exterior of the walls of the building, terrifying the mob into departing. Myth. <laughs> An old cemetery has, has a mysterious Bible that cannot be removed. It's rumored that in the early days of the settlement in the Pocomo Forest area, a church was built in the woods with a very strange Bible inside. The Bible could never be removed from the church as the closer you got to the door, the heavier it would become. By the time you reached the door, it would be so heavy you would be unable to walk another step with it. I don't know. I'm just leaving that one there. I don't know. Element, Elemental spirits haunt the Pokemovers. I love the word elementals. I don't know why. It's just a really neat word. Elementals. You know? It's cool. Elementals are a non-human spirit which can take a variety of shapes from orbs to mists to flashing lights and shifting shadows. Shadows. They're often associated with four class elements, earth, air, fire, and water. I am, because I'm a Scorpio, I believe I am a water sign. I think. can't believe I forgot that. I used to know that. While no one is exactly sure what they are, the Pokemon Forest is a hotbed of elemental activity. Many people on ghost tours have claimed to have seen them zipping and hovering around the forest. Elemental. That's such a neat word. Spirits of the Pokemon reach out and touch tourists. Ooh, getting handsy. While Pokemon Forest is close to trespassers at night, uh, there's a guided walking tour allowed are allowed entry. Many of the people who take this tour, and even tour guides themselves, have reported being inexplicably touched while in the forest. From pokes to taps on the shoulders, tall sorts of lights, fleeting touches, people of all ages have reported strange sensations in the forest. I would love to do that. I would love to go on a tour of the Pokemon Forest and check that out. I would be all for that, right? Wouldn't that be cool? I think it'd be fun. Get a whole group of people, you know, friends, family that you know would take it seriously, but also have a good time at the same time. I'd be all over that. Pokemon. Hmm. I wonder how far that is from me. A wandering man and boy glide across the swamp holding hands. Mm-hmm. Numerous ghosts are rumored to walk the banks of the Pokemon River. 
but this pair of apparitions have been reportedly seen gliding across the swamp arm-in-arm. A man who used to work at the town's meat packing plant told a folklore student that he has seen them walking several times from a distance and found them odd as they had always seemed to be wearing the same clothes. One day while fishing, he got a closer look at the pair only to realize that they were not walking along the riverbank, bank, but gliding across the top of the water itself. Okay. Uh-oh. Goat man. Bah. A goat man lurks in the swamps. What is this Pokemon forest? My God, they got a whole bunch of neat stuff there. The goat man is essentially the Bigfoot of the Pokemon forest, which I never knew of. According to local legend, he is a man with the head of a goat and huge horns. He's very light on his feet and survives by eating small animals and fish that he catches in the river. He walks in the swamp where no other man or large animal could walk without sinking. Well, I'm totally fascinated by this Pokemon forest here, guys. A friendly, theater-going ghost helps audience members. Say that five times fast. Tiny Pokemon City, Maryland, which surrounds the Black Pokemon River in the middle of the forest, is thick with ghost stories. While some are terrifying, there are also the friendly ghost haunts. Sorry. There are also the friendly ghosts that haunts the Marva Theater on Main Street. The ghost is known to help volunteers find things that they have lost or occasionally turn the lights off and on to alert people of his presence. Well, there you go. That's that's it on the Pokemos. I really didn't know that the Pokemo Forest was, or who knew? Maybe I can do another podcast on that one. Just the Pokemo and learn, learn more about that. Oh, we got 11 Hoover Dam. I had the opportunity to go to Hoover Dam, but uh, I was afraid because of the height of it. It's I'm afraid of heights, so yeah, I had no desire. And then you could do a, like a helicopter um, flyover the Hoover Dam. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I could read some of these. There's only 11 stories, which isn't too bad. Now, a lot of people were 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 felled, fled. F-E-L-L-E-D, fell it during its construction? An old urban legend, oh goodness, an old urban legend allegedly, uh, legend alleges those who work fell into wet cement and entombed in the dam itself. While the myth isn't true, um, this myth would actually make the dam structurally unsound. Between 96 and 112 people were fled during the dam's construction. The cause of their collective demise varied, including accidental falls and equipment accidents. I don't know what the word F-E-L-L-E-D felled? I don't know what that is. Huh. Carbon monoxide exposure might have been cover-up. What? During the construction of the dam, 42 workers passed from pneumonia the workers alleged that this was actually a construction company covering up carbon monoxide poisoning so they would not have to pay damages for work-related incidents. No one in the nearby town showed pneumonia symptoms, which is very suspicious given the official story. Hmm. There is a ghost town that was flooded by Lake Mead. The city of St. Thomas, Nevada was flooded when Lake Mead first filled up. Severe drought had lowered the lake level, so the ghost town is now visible again. Oh, that's cool. The town was once a Mormon settlement 
on the Arrowhead Trail between Salt Lake City and Los Angeles. Residents were forced to leave by the government when the lake began to fill in 1935. When the lake is at its highest watermark, the entire town was 60 feet below the surface. Now, there's a conspiracy theory that the $50 bill foretells the destruction of the dam. What? If you fold a $50 bill, yeah, like I got a $50 bill sitting right over there. <laughs> All right, you guys, if you have a $50 bill and you are listening to this, try this for me. If you fold a $50 bill in the shape of a pyramid, or sorry, in the shape of a pentagram, the Hoover Dam is shown with four obliques op around it. Conspiracy theorists believe that this indicates that the dam will be destroyed, possibly in some sort of false flag operation. The so-and-so represents 11-11, which is the reported Illuminati symbol. 11-11. And look, I'm looking at my the clock. It's 11. It's 1-11 right now. Wow. Satanic symbolist or symbolism around the Hoover Dam. Some have pointed out the Hoover Dam itself makes a pretty good visual match with images of the throne of Satan. Really? There are also monuments of fallen angels as well as statues that make the visual match with... Oh, i got to spell it out. B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T. Bahomet. Additional logo of German soccer club. Uh, was protected on the dam for one week. Okay, the logo... Pictures of a goat standing over the Twin Towers officially offered. Officials offered up a perfectly reasonable explanation of the event. They were testing out a new project system, the largest in the world. Um, interesting. Conspiracy theorists must have been Illuminati. I don't get it. One theory holds that the dam will be the location of, the de- of a demonic invasion of Earth. Okay. One theory... Uh, purports that the Hoover Dam will be used in conjunction with the CERN Hadron Collider to open a wormhole from which demons will invade the Earth. Presumably, presumably, good Lord, presumably from the planet Saturn. The theory points to the experts um, from the Quarren and suggests that from the wormhole Gog and Magog one day invade the earth and wreak habit. Oh, goodness. Uh, the CERN Hydron Collider, I, I knew I should have been able to pronounce it better. I'm sorry. So, uh, suspect serial killer, serial slayer once worked as a guard at the dam. All right. Interesting. Nearby Boulder City hospitals may be haunted. The hospital was built during the construction of the dam, provided medical service for the workers. The hospital closed after dam work was completed in 1938, and in 2012, it was reopened as a community center. There have been reports of paranormal activities such as moaning, footsteps, shadowy, figure, shadowy figures, and apparitions. The location was even investigated by TAPS. I didn't know that. Uh, let's see here. Some people take their lives at the dam. The 700-foot fall from the top of the dam is significant. This is the reason some people take their own lives there. Given the prevalence of the issue throughout the years, it has become something that Hoover Dam authorities have addressed and various safeguards avoid this from happening. I think they have like um fences up and things like that, like barbed wire and all that. Can you imagine trying to... You're thinking about doing it and you make that and you stand up on the edge 
You're looking at the ledge. And in that instant, you're like, I'm doing it. And they decide to do it. And then literally less than a second, you change your mind. But you can't because you're falling. Can you imagine the, 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 the terror and like, oh, my God, I changed my I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Can you imagine that? It's just scary thinking about it. <sighs> the Boulder Dam Hotel may be haunted. The Boulder Dam Hotel was built in 1933, initially to the house visiting dignitaries of the Hoover Dam construction. In 1980, it was completely remodeled. Partial apparitions have been reported as well as touching and grabbing by unknown entities. Employees have been instructed not to talk about the paranormal experiences. Well, that's not nice. Well, I suppose they don't want to scare the, I don't know, 17 Hollywood ghost stories and urban legends. I don't know if I want to get into that. Cecil Hotel, James Dean Curtis Carr, the Black Dahlia. We all know about these. These are all popular Paul Dern's, Paul Burns house. Oh, Sharon Tate would later become the famous for beginning being a victim of the Manson family. But in 1966, she had a ghostly encounter that may believe was a premonition of her own ghastly fate. She was staying at a house that once belonged to Paul Byrne. I don't know who that is. Writer-director from the 1920s who found was found with a gunshot to his head. The circumstances around the passing, excuse me, around his passing can only be described as mysterious, which unsurprisingly may have led to some ghostly activity. Tate reports seeing not only the ghost of Paul Byrne walking around at night, but also the figure at the bottom of the staircase with its throat cut. <clears throat> Cecil Drive, Benedict Canyon. Um, Manson family again. I don't want to know. <laughs> Queen Mary. Yeah, we all know those stories. Beverly Hills, Bermuda Triangle. I don't know if I know about this one. There are some spots on this earth that are just odd. The section of land in Beverly Hills has become so notorious for accents that many have started to call the Beverly Hills Bermuda Triangle on this tiny patch of land. Howard Hughes... Howard Hughes crashed his plane. Bugs, Bugsy Sigfield's life was taken. Rock duo Jan Beery and of Jan and the Deans was almost ended in a bizarre incident with a car. And a Hollywood publicist named Ronnie Chazen was shot in her car. Many other odd details have turned this intersection into the, which should be avoided at all costs. That's just kind of silly. Linda Vista Hospital, I know of it. Banner hospitals are the... Bread and butter for all types of ghost stories and urban legends, and the Linda Vista Hospital is no different. Built in 1904 and closed in 1991, the hospital has many spooky tales surrounding it. The reports of patients disappearing from the hospital and being used for gas experiments by hospital staff when they passed. The doctors disposed of their bodies in a crematory. There's another legend that says the abandoned hospital is haunted by an unfortunate doctor who was ended up... Hold on. Unfortunate doctor who was ended by gang members when he couldn't save one of their crew. All right, so they go on the Knickerbocker Hotel, Colorado Street Bridge, Hollywood Sign Ghost. I've heard of that one. Griffith Park. I used to go there all the time, you guys, because you know I'm born and raised in California. Griffith Park. Um, I wonder if they're going to talk about Gravity Hill. Silent Movie Theater, Roosevelt Hotel. Don't flash your lights. Yep, yep. That's an old one. The lizard people. Not all urban living. <laughs> sorry. Not all urban legends involve ghosts. One of the most interesting legends in the Los Angeles involves an advanced race of humans known as the lizard people. 
Write that down. Who created an underground city over 5,000 years ago? As the legend goes, there's an unimaginable wealth in the underground city. The lizard, peop- lizard people are essentially a super race that fled a meteor shower and used mysterious chemicals to dig their... Oh, God. <sighs> dig vast. I tell you guys, the internet is so entertaining at times. All right. Uh, there's Everglades, which I'll save for another time because that looks really cool. So I want to update you guys on something. Um, I had... I just remembered, so I want to share it. Um, I had been investigating this lady's house a couple times. God, I've been in her house like several times. And I know I've covered this before in the podcast. She had a house and I'd gone there. I, I, um, me and Amanda from Wisconsin Investigators as Supernatural went there a few times already, right? I got an EVP of a little girl. I remember that. And so they moved, right? And they got a new home. And they're starting to remodel this new home. I apologize, it's not new, it's very old, it's actually older than mine. And so she's, I said, you know, if you guys ever need anything, let me know. So they're starting to renovate, update it, excuse me, upgrade and all that. So I think I told you guys before, yep, she Facebooked me and she left me a VM on Facebook and told me uh, that they're hearing footsteps above. Now they're in the dining room, the living room, and upstairs is going to be their bedroom that they're in the process of remodeling to make it into their bedroom, like the master bedroom. So they're hearing noise and they're freaking out. And come to find out, they realize that they had a mouse in the wall, which makes sense because they live on a farm. Okay, I, I told her, I mentioned to her, get to know your house. It's a new home. It's winter. Your house is going to make lots of noises. Get to know your house. Right? So then all was quiet for a while. I didn't hear back from her for quite some time. And then all of a sudden she left me another voicemail on Facebook. Messenger. Just really scared. They swear they hear somebody walking above them, like literally walking, like kind of like pacing, I believe is what she said, back and forth. So I don't think I mentioned this in the last podcast. If I did, I apologize. I don't remember, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I had told her to put down um, like baby powder or some type of powder because that way if there's some a human, you'll see legit footsteps, right? You know, because we're trying to... Um, figure out what it is so then she tells me she goes okay okay i'll do that right so then they put down the, the powder and they did get some prints it's very interesting that they got prints and she showed me the picture i'm like okay and she said one time when they heard knocking they heard like or sorry walking they heard knocking on the front door and knocking on their daughter's window but when she checked to the front door there's nobody there i said did you see any feet print footprints in the snow she said no I'm like, okay. Uh, but they did definitely get prints in the powder. So she showed me. I've got it saved on my phone now. And so I said, okay, well, now that we have this, I want you to go ahead and put put more powder down, but a thicker coat and more a larger area of it. That was about, I don't know, about a week now, a week and a half ago. And I have not heard anything from her. So I don't know uh, what it is. Um, if it's human, obviously you would know it's a human print. It didn't look like a human print. I mean, but then and it's not an animal, not an animal. Uh, then I started thinking to myself, how do we know what a spirit's print would look like? Right? Would they look like a human print? 
I mean, when they pass over, I mean, a lot of them are translucent, so I don't know. I'm really baffled on those. If she gets more feet footprints, I have got to contact some of my other paranormal investigators for help on this one because, to be very honest with you guys, I don't know where to go with it because this is a different level for me. Uh, on that, I'm going to probably uh, message her today and ask her how it's going because she hasn't gotten back to me, so I guess that's a good thing. But if she does get prints, and I will have to reach out to other paranormal investigators that I know, my friend Linda in Florida, ask her for some assistance. How do you handle a case like this? Because I honestly, I don't know. I've never come across this where there's actual legit proof like that. As far as how to handle it, what do you do? Do you, you know, and again, yeah, they're renovating and I don't know. I don't think they've heard any noise, uh, like voices yet from what I know. It's just noises, like walking. And I had asked her, I said, does it sound heavy like a man? You know? So and she said, no. And then the print that they show me, it's a smaller print. But you can almost kind of like see the arch of the foot, like if you're barefoot. There's no toe prints. There's like a heel, like round like a heel. And you see the, like where the arch of your foot would be. But there's no toes. No toe prints. Toe prints? <laughs> toe prints. So I've got that going. Um, I'll let you guys know how that turns out. Again, she hasn't gotten back to me. I'll, again, I'll touch base with her today. Other than that, uh, my house, well, I have to be honest with you guys. Yesterday, I think it was, or Friday, I was definitely hearing noises in the house. It wasn't the heater. Something was going on in the other room, and I was working, so I'm like, hold on, customer. I gotta go check for ghosts. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> that gonna happen. It's been noisier up here recently. Um, recently, I had to... Uh, I had two cats and one of my cats, we had to let him go because he was due to age, you know, he had to pass over. So I always wonder if it's him visiting, you know, I don't know. Cause there's noises. Like I keep hearing, I thought I heard a thump, like him jumping down from the bed. I don't know. So let's see. Uh, other than that, the house has been pretty quiet getting stuffy because of my the way i'm sitting so uh it's been cold out no investigations no nothing that's why i started that uh youtube channel kind of so i can share stories and the good thing is is that when i told my husband hey i'm gonna start this youtube channel because he doesn't know about the podcast but i'm already telling him hey i'm doing this youtube channel he goes okay so <laughs> that's cool um i'll let you guys know like i said another time what the the link is i think it's um <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> so you guys thank you so much for listening to my podcast sorry if i babble on i just sort of lose it you guys should know me by now this is what i do thank you all for my original followers my new followers i checked my stats again and the females are leading uh like 67 percent female listeners age wise is 34 to 44 of the age and uh it's united states canada France and Australia are who my listeners are. So I will, I am off this coming Wednesday because I have to give it cavity filled. Hmm. So I'm going to start looking for other stories. Perhaps I'll do more on um, the Everglades and see what I can find on those. And then I could do a podcast on Wednesday. But you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Even though nobody communicates with me, I won't take it personally. <laughs> I really, really appreciate this. It means a lot to me and it keeps me going. 
So you guys have a great rest of your Sunday, wherever you are, whatever time zone you're on. It's uh, 1.30 my time. So you guys all take care and be safe. Have fun with your life and don't let anything hold you back. All right, this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.